Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, October 5, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? A lot of stuff happened today. We're going to look at the market from both the bearish and the bullish perspective. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. You take the daily chart, for example, and here's the third day in a row basically hovering over the 200-period moving average. What they're starting to do is create a bearish, flaggish type of pattern right above the 200-period moving average Forget the 200-period moving average as support. It's no longer that because they came up short. A couple of days ago might have been different. A week and a half ago would have been very different. And if they keep doing this for another couple, three days, that's a signal. It's a hint. It's a clue that the market is telling you that there's too much pressure pushing down for it to rally. Therefore, it's ultimately when it runs out of time will fail and go lower. What if the market does go lower? Well, from an intraday perspective, we've got some unfinished business just below the new lows or the recent lows, but we've also got an important 418.30. We've been talking about that ad nauseum. We've also got the head and shoulders target down at 406.65. There's stuff in between, but those are the big picture things If markets start to fall and they get below 418.30, the other numbers or the next set of numbers will come out of the woodwork. Markets like to trade down into and up into tinfoil hat events. I'll have a little blurb in tomorrow's On the Docket. That's the new newsletter that comes out at about 828.30 in the morning. Looks like this. This is today's edition This image references something down lower in the post. You have to believe in irony. You have to appreciate irony to believe that one. Go ahead and read this morning's issue of On the Docket. We also had a poll this week and we reviewed the poll results. That was put in the psych ward section because the poll had to do with trading psychology. Out of the questions asked, Staying in the trade to target was one of the hardest things according to the feedback I got from the poll. So what do we do about that? We explained a little bit further some of the things that we discuss each and every day in the live trading room. We strive to solve these issues by putting together a process that you can trade with or trade under so that it becomes mechanical. We take the guesswork out of it. And what our objective is, is to cut as much of the emotions out of the trade as possible. Mechanical, process-driven. We'll get to the intraday trades in a little while. Let's look at the bull case of the S&P. Well, the other thing or the other side of the coin is, instead of are they making a bearish flaggish pattern, what happens when they can't go down. You have to look at both sides of the coin. They attempted to go lower yesterday, didn't make a new low. Attempted to go lower today once again, didn't make a new low, popped back up two days in a row, finishing not on or at, but near the highs of day. 
That's not bearish. That's bullish. Doesn't directly mean they're going up tomorrow. It means it's not bearish. Finishing near the highs, having a rescue operation, an opportunity to go lower, and two days in a row choosing not to go lower. That has to be a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It's on the bull side of the ledger. We're going to have a little intermission. We're going to get back to on the docket. I decided that you have to know about this. If you're not a reader of on the docket, if you're not on the list, you don't want to sign up for the list, that's fine. On the docket.mystrategicforecast.com. But even then, you have to know this information. It's in the Reconomics section today. The food stamp program administered by the U.S. Department of Agriculture is proud to be distributing to about 46 million people this year. That's a big number. Through my calculation, it's somewhere around 13% of the population, at least the part of the population we know about. Now we've got the National Park Service administered by the Department of Interior, who has a policy that says, please do not feed the animals. Their stated reason for that directive is what? The animals will grow dependent on handouts and will not learn to take care of themselves. Is this the twilight zone? You've got to be kidding me. We're all animals for heaven's sake. All right, back to the bull case. What if they decide to push them higher? We've got some numbers down below. What are the numbers up above? You wake up tomorrow, it's a gap higher open, or they go up during the trading day. Where are they headed? What's the big time target? Notwithstanding some of the nearby stuff that's from inside the numbers that you'll see in a moment, but write this one down, put it on a sticky note, 427.50. If they start to push up in that direction, in that neighborhood, it will be like a magnet and draw price in. It's also overhead resistance. And will generally speaking, they're not going to just waltz on through 427.50. Before I started to talk about they trade up and down into tinfoil hat events, I'm not sure I finished that thought. We've got one coming up the latter part of next week. Whether they trade up into that or down into that from this point forward, we don't know. Could be for the couple of days leading into that event. It'll be resident in tomorrow's on the docket. These are all things that we have on the table. They're all puzzle pieces. We see what the market does each and every day, and you put the puzzle together as time goes on. Once the picture becomes clear, you're generally onto something that you can make money with. Those rules apply from an intraday perspective. We talk about them all morning long in the live trading room. And they apply from a longer term perspective, swing trading, the daily chart, the weekly chart, the monthly chart, the quarterly, the six month, the annual chart, whatever chart you're looking at. Why? Because all charts act and react the same way. Just to get our faculties, let's take a look at the weekly chart, understand where we are. So just looking at this, you've got hovering below current price, the 100 period moving average and the 50 period moving average. Is it mandatory they hit them on this rundown? No, it's not. But we have to understand what's looming below current price. There's a lot of reasons why the market would find support not too far below current price. Doesn't matter what chart you look at. Here's a monthly chart. We have another reason over here. We have a breakup candle low at 4.1679. Do they have to get all the way there? No, they don't. 4.1830, which is our important number, is not too far from there. 
And you go back to the weekly chart, and this area here is in the same general vicinity, 418, maybe it's in between them. So this general area, depending on which chart you look at, is a lot of support in that zone. Is it out of the question yet that price doesn't run back to test the underside of the head and shoulders neckline? That could happen at any point in time. It does happen. It has happened in the past. They've been rejected. They've got back above. All of the above does happen. So if they start to do that, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Is there a rescue operation or is there a rejection? Do they even make it there? All those things today are unknowns. They're awarenesses. We have to be aware once we see the market doing something once we see the market unfolding in a certain manner, we're not going to be surprised because we know what's ahead of us in both directions. What about inside the numbers today? Did anybody make money today inside the numbers? If you were in the live room, inside the numbers, post something under the video in the comments. Let's hear about it. Not only did we make money today in the live room, but we stayed out of trouble areas that is more important many times than just making money. It's understanding when not to take a trade. I'm going to explain that as we go forward. Very, very important day for those that participate in the live room today. There was a lot of learning that went on. Overnight pullback, all that stuff. You can read the notes. Obviously, go back to the charts to double check the work. But we get to the meat and potatoes. We want to know about the numbers. This is the zero dark 30 stuff. We have getting around yesterday's close or above is 424.71. That's needed to open the door for the bull case and get to some higher stuff that's now unfinished business. By the end of today, they almost did it again, but they have still come up short so far. The flip side is staying below 424.40, which cracks the door open to go down to 422.65. Now, early in the morning, didn't look like that was happening. And I said to the live room, I said, be patient. You got to wait for what you want. Don't chase the market around. That's the trade I'm looking for. As long as they're below 424.40, I'm waiting for 422. It's on videotape. We think better in pictures. Here's a five-minute SPY chart. The horizontal line running across the screen is at exactly 422.65. You'll note here in the morning around 10 o'clock, 10.05, the low print is 422.67. You know the routine. We don't split hairs over pennies. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. Two cents qualifies as the give or take. Nice bounce, nice trade. Some traders took a base hit. Some traders got a double. Total was about 10 points, give or take. That's ES points or handles as they're called in the trading parlance. We never know which ones are going to give us the rocket ride. That's why we take the base hit. We put it in our pocket. If they give us a further push, we can take the ride. We don't have to get out until they come down to our entry or below. You pile up the base hits. Why? Because base hits put you in the hall of fame. Let's see what we had as the morning unfolds a little bit. 9.07. What have we got today? This is what traders are looking for. Where's the morning trade? That's the meat and potatoes. Here it is again. Staying below 424.40. The door is open for 422.65. Could it be 422.50, give or take? Sure. It's an area from the most recent breakout situation from yesterday. That's why we don't split hairs over pennies. 
Are they coming back to run a test of the most recent breakout area? Yes, if they're down there, that's exactly and precisely what happened. At that point, it will be showtime for the Bulls to play defense. They did that, or the entire thing can unravel. They came back down, it started to unravel, then there was an ensuing rescue operation, but that's a different story. The trade at that point from 422.65 was over. We had a line in the sand. We had a pivot low. Get below that. It starts to open the door for yesterday's lows. Unfinished business. Lower, lower, lower. So if they're going to collapse, we had a line in the sand saying, look, 421.65 is a line in the sand. Know thy numbers. There's 421.65. You can see the low in this candle was what? 421.65. They spiked it. They ripped it. They tested it. They ripped it again. Back test didn't get there. Took off into the end of the day. That was the line in the sand. They made it look good. They made it look like the trap door was open. And then the rescue team came out on the field. The goal line defense. You have to know your number. I tell the live room this all the time. I have a relationship with the S&P. I've been watching it for decades every single day. It's like having a classic car. You know every knock, ping, rattle. You know where the AM radio is going to run into static. If you're a classic car dude, you know what I'm talking about. You have a relationship with the car. What else we got in the notes? Well, at this point, we have to wait for him to do the thing. Right away, a few minutes into the day, the door is open to fall. We've got some overhead resistance. And by 10 o'clock, 10.01, 422.65 or so is the place for a bounce back in the other direction. And they hit it. They bounced back. You saw the whole thing. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. Here's a list of stocks on the move from today. Remember, earnings season really doesn't get kicked off till next week when they'll come fast and furious. But we did have a little bit of a list on the board today. If I don't go over it, I'm going to get in trouble by Gary. We had Clorox, ExxonMobil, USO was on the board today, didn't hit the number. Schlumberger was on the board, didn't hit the number. And Rivian was on the board. We're going to take a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Clorox was getting its buzz cut at the open, and you can see the whole area was a support zone today. They came down to the lower portion of the zone. They found support right back above the higher portion of the zone. So technically speaking, they gave you the thing. It's what we call in the trading corners an all-day sucker. The numbers worked one way or the other. Exxon was kind of a dud. The number was 109.66, hung around, hovered, bounced a little bit, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then it basically just melted sideways for the remainder of the day. No harm, no foul. It just didn't give you any kind of a rocket ride. It was the support zone, but they didn't give you the bounce. How about Rivian? Boy, does this look like a shit burger, doesn't it? Not so fast. Believe it or not, the one-minute chart, you can see the bounce. They came into the first number. They gave you the base hit. The high in this candle is 21.39. It's a little more than the base hit. They did the thing, then they leaked lower. They gave you another base hit at the third number. Then they just leaked for the rest of the day. Not really a shit burger, but the stock today was a shit burger. What about Camp IWM? What's going on over there? 
Interesting how low of day today is a few pennies above yesterday's number, 169.91. Those of you that were in the live room yesterday will remember that. We talked about it when it was at the number. It was support yesterday. They spiked it. It's also support today. Interestingly enough, it's a weak chart, but a weak chart can bounce just the same. And they will all have eventually, and I say this all the time, every day, because it's coming, they're going to have a rip your face off rally at some point. They're going to issue pies in the face, not just a little afternoon intraday pie. They're going to issue a conveyor belt of pies in the face. Not only to the shorts, but to the longs also. They issue them both ways. They're an equal opportunity pie issuer. Who's they? The Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew, sponsored by Trick and Company. As far as the IWM is concerned, they've got to get back above 173 or there's absolutely no dice whatsoever. Below yesterday's low, look out below, there's more downside coming. It's stretched to the downside. All the markets are stretched to the downside for the most part. We talk about this all the time as well, which is beware of the rubber band breaking. It can break at any time. Crashes don't happen from all-time highs. Crashes happen from lows when the rubber band is stretched and there's no buyers all of a sudden and all of a sudden the trap door opens up, they pull the lever and everybody just falls on through. Anything doing with the folks down at the transportation department? Not really. They're just hanging around. They didn't do anything relevant today. They're just now going sideways, similar to what we've seen with the SPY. They're doing it underneath the 200 period moving average last moving average line of defense first order of business for the bull case and the transports is get back above that moving average then they can try and rally it a little bit they would love to go back and retest 14,950 write that down put it on a sticky note if they come down there's an open gap down here where the line is 14,448 it's unfinished business it's business that will eventually be completed and it's also essentially a breakout area. How do I figure that? Well, market ran up to here, was rejected. Ran up again, gapped up a little bit the following day, never came back, took off, coming back to retest the former breakout area. Wasn't this the design of the intraday trade in the spiders today? And the answer is, you betcha. All charts act and react the same way. Much better if they came down from here rather than the shimmy up and coming back down, going sideways. It diminishes how supportive that price will be. Doesn't change the complexion of the chart. Doesn't change the gap that's open. Doesn't change the breakout area. May change a trade. It may change the fact that there may or may not be a trade on how they get there. Very, very important. How about the Q people? Below the convergence of moving averages, making a bearish pattern, bearish wedges pattern, hovering around the lows, whatever you want to call it, however you want to look at it, it's not bullish. It's going sideways under the moving averages. The 200 period moving average is all the way down here. It's not really relevant right now. You look at the weekly chart, below the 20 period moving average, going sideways at least for the second week in a row, or making a sideways pattern, if you will, because they're going sideways in week two down here. Both sides of the tape, bull side, bear side. So check it out. Very simply, this is why people get confused because they only consider one side. You have a high 
and a potential lower high. All right, so we'll just draw a trend line across. That's a lower high. If that's going to remain a lower high, then this is basically rejecting price and price will come back down and it'll come down further into these moving averages over time. This is a weekly chart. We're talking about many, many candles, generally speaking. That's the bear case from the weekly chart. There's others, but that's one of them. What if I didn't draw that line and I just said, hey, look, they're just below the 20 period moving average above all the others. The trend is your friend. If they pop back above the 20 period moving average above all the moving averages, it's bullish, period. And you'd buy that story as well. And neither one is wrong. That's why this isn't easy. You have to pay attention. Look at all the charts do a daily assessment, which is really one of the main reasons why I do these videos each and every day. It keeps me sharp as I can be. Not only do I have to do them, but I have to prepare. I have to do a good job or you're not going to watch. I've got to know what's happening around the markets. How about a bullish day over at the XLF people? They would really love to get back above 33. That's the bull case they can get back above 33, they could start working on at least running a test of the underside of all that convergence of moving averages up there. Unfinished business down below, there's an open gap down here just above 32. It's a bounce in a downtrend. Nothing more, nothing less. Doesn't mean they can't bounce further. Doesn't mean they won't bounce for a week. It's a bounce in a downtrend. What about smash mouth? Below the moving averages, trend is your friend. It's a bearish wedgish move up and to run a test of the moving averages can't seem to get above the 20 20 sloping down it's capping price from getting above they can get above they haven't gotten above yet gonna need some bullish stuff going on in the tape to lift these markets if they're gonna get a lift if not they're gonna get pushed down again you've got lower highs and then from a shorter picture perspective shorter time frame perspective you have higher lows which one's gonna win you look at the weekly chart, it looks a little different. You have a proposed low. We don't know that this thing's going to hold. One day they can crack this thing wide open. Below the 20 period moving average, above the others, not so terrible. You do not have lower highs from the perspective of these highs here. They're about the same. You made a little bit of a nominal new high but we can also call that a failed breakout. I'm giving you all the stuff. I'm not saying what it is or it isn't. I'm saying you have to look at all this stuff and none of it is actually conclusive yet. Here's the monthly chart. Is this a failed breakout to new highs? Yes, it is. That doesn't mean the market's coming all the way down to 125, for example, but certainly it's on the table for a failure and it could be a big time failure. But when you look at the monthly chart, you've got to be cognizant of the fact that they're above all the moving averages, tried to break out to new highs, weren't able to do it yet for another few months. It could just go back and forth, trade sideways, pull back and make another attempt later. That's not off the table yet. May not ever happen, but it's not off the table. You have to be realistic, be the umpire calling balls and strikes. Check your biases at the door. We don't do confirmation bias around here. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense.
Market Analysis.